What's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, we turn them over in our minds, and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28, Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Now, we're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. And today, we're going to talk about something that has kind of come up rather organically in conversation that I've had with a couple different brethren. You know, we discuss things through private message and emails back and forth, stuff like that. And two or three different brethren have emailed me, or I keep saying email. Y'all, I don't discuss things in email. I don't do email. What I mean is electronic messaging as messenger or direct straight to my phone or something like that. Anyway, and it's, it's the idea of how authoritative are Jesus's commands and what he says recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to the church today. And that's whether you're talking about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. That's whether or not you're talking about uh, whether or not a Christian can defend oneself and some other things, but, but mainly those two. And mainly marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And everybody understands the controversy surrounding marriage, divorce, and remarriage. It's a very easy concept to understand. It's a very difficult concept to put into practice. One man, one woman for life with the exception of if one of the partners commits fornication and you cannot marry another if you put that part if you put your partner away you cannot marry another unless your partner commits fornication all right Matthew 19:9 it, it is it is so simple nobody misses this and the reason i know nobody misses this is because they argue so hard against what it actually teaches and they argue so hard that it doesn't apply to people who are in Christ. So today we're going to talk about my rebuttal to this idea of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John being in the Old Testament. Before we get into the meat of our podcast, I would like to invite you to support me as a podcaster through Patreon. You can find that link in the show notes or through the Digital Bible Study venue, either digitalbiblestudy.org or you can go to Locals. Now, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, have you ever heard that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are supposed to be in the Old Testament? You know, there's a blank page in the center of everybody's Bible. And I think it's the most misunderstood page in the Bible because it's the page that separates the Old Testament from the New Testament. So many times whenever we have discussions about things, like for instance, mechanical instruments of music, people will go back to the Old Testament. Whenever we have, whenever, whenever we want to condemn sins like homosexuality, we go back to the Old Testament. We do not, as Christians, go to the Old Testament for our authority for liturgical service and practice as far as what makes sin in the new covenant. First John chapter three, whosoever sinneth transgresseth also the law for sin is transgression of the law. I cannot be convicted of sin by something that happened or a law that's given in the Old Covenant. If you want to condemn homosexuality, go to the New Covenant. Don't go to the Old Covenant. A lot of people cite the passages of Scripture about homosexuality 
and people deserving of death. But what they don't realize is it says the same thing about people who fornicate heterosexually. So you you you're kind of you're kind of communicating something whenever you do that. So I'm going to stick with the New Testament. In fact, uh, one of our members, I was teaching from the book of Ezra, and Ezra, um, well, check me on this. I shouldn't be shooting from the cuff, but I think it's around Ezra chapter ten, where it was found out that they had wives and children from women they weren't supposed to be married to, and the solution was to put away the wives and the children. And I, I drew an analog. I drew an analog from that to marriage, divorce, and remarriage today. And, you know, one of the members was like, you know, we don't need to be doing that. And my response was, listen, I, under, I, I agree with you 100%. For this class, all I am doing is making a comparison. However, when I talk to somebody about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, I don't go to Ezra. You shouldn't. In fact, you shouldn't go to Ezra. And so he was exactly right. And the, the point is this. Our authority comes from the new covenant, okay? Now, what does that mean then if I hold to the idea that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John should be before the blank piece of paper, should be under the Old Testament? Well, I tell you, it doesn't really mean anything. My response, I don't try to convince people that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John ought to be included in the New Testament. See, these people think that the New Testament should begin with the book of Acts. And my response is, okay, that's fine. Wherever you put Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, guess what? The things Jesus said, the commandments Jesus gave the apostles, are relevant and authoritative to us in the church. Now, why is that? Well, I'm, I'm glad you ask. And people, when I say that, when I don't deal with that argument, People are, they're just kind of deflated. They don't know how to deal with me because I'm saying, yeah, sure, you're right. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it ought to be in the Old Testament. You got it. Here's the reason why I don't care whether or not you consider it to be in the Old Testament or the New Testament. It's because of what Jesus said recorded in Matthew chapter 26, 18 through 20. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Many versions say the end of the age. Well, what does that mean then? Let's use marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Let's use Matthew chapter 19, verse 9. Whosoever shall put away his wife and marrieth another commits adultery, and whoso marrieth her that hath been put away doth also commit adultery. Notice I didn't put the exception in there. Except for fornication. All right, go read Matthew 19.9. Very simple passage to understand. In fact, the disciples that were listening to Jesus knew well full well the gravity of that because they said, well, Lord, if it's the case, if the case so be it, if the, if the case is such as, as it is for the man, isn't it better if a man doesn't marry? And Jesus basically says yes. Like, yeah, it is better if you don't marry, if you're not going to take your marriage seriously. It would be better for you to remain a eunuch for the kingdom. 
Even Paul, because of the present distress, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, said during this present distress, because marriage is so important, it's better for you to be like me. And Paul was not married at the time. Now, we got Matthew chapter 19, 9. The apostles preach on the day of Pentecost. And the people there continue Acts chapter 40, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The people continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. The apostles' doctrine. Okay. What would the apostles have been teaching? They would have taught what Jesus taught them. And Jesus taught them the things that are recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay? Therefore, that Matthew chapter 26. No, it's not 26. It's 28. 28, 18 through 20. Y'all, I'm losing my ever-loving mind. I'm going to leave this in. Y'all need to know that I'm not an inspired man, and you need to know that it's okay to, to get passages of Scripture mixed up with one another. All right. Matthew. Yeah, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Anyway. According to Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20, the apostles would have taught what Jesus taught them to the Christians who were continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. Thus, it does not matter whether or not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are in the Old Testament. You see, if Jesus said, uh, well, let's, in fact, let's go to John. This is John 14, verse 26. Listen to this. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Why was it important for the Holy Spirit to miraculously bring all things whatsoever Jesus had said unto them unto them? Because they were to make disciples of all nations baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to observe whatsoever Jesus commanded them. Until we had the written word, there had to be a fidelity. There had to be an, a, a continuity of doctrine. The standard was Jesus. If Jesus would have, would have, uh, would have inserted uh, Isaiah, as in, front, in place of himself, then it would be the book of Isaiah that would be authoritative. It would not be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In other words, if, if Jesus said, uh, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me, go ye into all the world, and, or go ye, into, go ye and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that Isaiah has commanded us, and lo, I'm with you always, then we would look to Isaiah's writings for authoritative writings in the new age, in the church age, in the, the messianic age. But Jesus said, all things I have commanded you. So three months after the day of Pentecost, a Christian comes to an apostle and says, hey, my wife has fornicated and I just don't feel like I can remain married to her. What do I need to do 
here's what the, the old covenant said to do. Well, what would the apostle say? The apostle would say the same thing Jesus said. Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another, except it be for fornication, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her that hath been put away doth also commit adultery. So you've got to issue a writ of divorcement. You've got to put her away. Um, well, you don't have to, I guess I should say. You either have to, you have to reconcile with her and she has to repent and y'all, y'all have got to double down on your marriage and you've got to act like it never happened or you put her away and marry another. That, what's it matter what side of the blank page the Matthew 19, 9 falls? What, 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 mad, what, what does it matter? I'm, I'm serious. I, I want to know, how do you get around that? How do you get around the fact that Matthew 28, 18 through 20, daisy chains Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and hooks it to the new covenant? Well, the fact is, you, you can't. Oh, you might come up with a way. You might find an interesting video on YouTube or a meme or something like that, but you can't find a legitimate way of interpreting Matthew 28, 18 through 20 that allows you to disregard what Jesus commanded the apostles. Why do we try? I don't know. I do not know why we try. Anyway, short podcast today. Hopefully, hopefully this arms you if somebody comes up to you with that, with that quandary, with that quibble, quibble. Brother, uh, I, I remember um, Brother Garland Elkins, he would talk about people, people who have that quibble. People, you can quibble that way if you want to. Well, you can say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John belongs in the Old Testament all day long, and I just don't care. I'll even agree with you. But we need to look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see what Jesus says and how it's authoritative for the church today because Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says it is, teaches that it, that it is. And hopefully this helps you when you're dealing with folks that hold that ideal. Anyway, um, oh, I guess I should clarify. In Luke chapter 22, uh, verse 36. Yeah, Luke 22, 36. Uh, Jesus tells the disciples to sell your coat and buy a gun. In fact, I'll, I'll sum this up really quick. He said, when I sent you out before, did you lack anything? They said, nothing. We didn't lack anything. He said, well, this time, but it's going to be different. When you leave this time, I want you to carry your purse, your script, your script, and if you don't have a sword, you need to sell your cloak and buy one because you're going to be numbered with the transgressors. And they said, we have two here. And he said, it is meat. Do some study on what that word meat means. It means those sores that you have there are adequate to the task for which I told you to outfit yourself with the sword. You're going to be numbered with the transgressors. The, the implication there is you're going to have to defend yourself. So the thing about it is you cannot deny what that teaches and you cannot deny that it's authoritative for us today. The only thing people can do is say, well, that was under the Old Testament. And since Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John belong under the Old Testament, that's not authoritative for us. But let's go three months after Pentecost. And somebody comes up to the apostle and says, Apostle, I'm about to go on a long journey. And me and these three other men are going to go, and we're going to go preach the gospel. But we're scared folks ain't going to like it, and they're going to try to 
lay hands on us and they're going to try to kill us and they're going to try to rob us and waylay us. Um, we're thinking about, none of us have swords, but we've got plenty of money. We're thinking about taking some of that money and each of us carrying a sword so we have some kind of way to defend ourselves. What do you think the apostle is going to tell them? No, you shouldn't do that. You should love your enemies. You should be kind to those. You, you, should, you should feed them. You should, you should help them out. You shouldn't, you shouldn't kill them if they're trying to kill you. No, he would say, oh, you're going on a long journey to preach the gospel? Oh, you're, out, you're fulfilling your obligation to the Great Commission. Well, let me tell you what you better do. You better take your purse, so you're going to need some money. You need to take your scrip, which is another way of saying a possible's bag. Things, well, a possible's bag is full of things you might possibly need. And then third, yeah, you need to get your sword and carry your sword because you're going to be considered lawless. You're going to be considered a transgressor. Well, why are you telling us that, apostle? Well, because that's what Jesus told us. And we are commanded that whatever Jesus told us, we're to tell you. Oh, but Jesus told you that while you were under the old law, so it doesn't apply to us today. Do you think that argument would, I mean, just just imagine telling, telling Peter that. Anyway, I'm going to leave that with you. Uh, here's the idea. When somebody comes and tells you that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are in the Old Testament, just look at them and say, yeah, you're right. And then say these those two magic words that disarms just about anybody. So what? What's it what's it matter? Seriously. So what? That that is a good answer to a lot of questions when people are trying to hang you on the horns of a dilemma. Well, don't you know that the you know, how how can you believe this whenever Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are in the Old Testament? So what? Find me the reason hermeneutically, that what Jesus said is not applicable to the church. All right, folks, that's all I've got for you. Hopefully I've, hopefully I've edified you and informed you. Hopefully I've armed you in such a way as you can deal with this quibble. And if you like what we do and want to help us out, be sure and support us. Look at the show notes. And if, um, well, that's all I've got here. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And this has been Tony Brew with Cogitations. We'll catch you on the flip side.